Mia Uni, Uro Neno Iki, Enra Mia Chibanai, Miyu Yabo. That's the Shipibo translation for Hello Ayahuasca. I'm here tonight to continue with my process. I'm Gox, and welcome to the Miyu Yabo podcast. Taken from the intro Shipibo translation, Miyu Yabo means my process. This is a platform to capture real life ayahuasca healing journeys documenting the highs and lows, and sharing the lessons that arise at the unlikeliest of times and in the unlikeliest of places. My aim is to create a comprehensive library of experiences that will help people who are thinking of embarking on their own personal adventure, or those who are already in it and looking for new perspectives to help them along their way. If you like the following episode, I'd love it if you clicked follow And also, it'd be gratefully appreciated if you would share it with anyone you think might be interested. None of the content within this podcast is intended to encourage the use of illegal substances. Anything discussed in the episodes are for information and educational purposes only, and all opinions expressed are that of the individual. None of the content should be taken as medical advice, and should not be used as a substitute to any psychotherapist, healer, or shaman. Psychedelics should not be used by some individuals, Therefore, always consult a medical professional prior to proceeding with any experience. My guest for this episode is Roman. Now this is an exciting time, as it's the first episode that I've done where I'm actually featuring a returning guest. Roman's first episode was called uh, It's Our Job to Be the Freak. Uh, And that's when we caught up um, earlier on in the year, prior to him embarking on his next retreat, he'd be going on his actual third retreat he'd be going on in in May 22 Um, so we'd always planned at some point after getting back from the retreat that we would catch up again to see how things had changed for him Uh, and I'm really chuffed that we've managed to get this together we chatted about loads of different things uh, and yeah this is a really great episode and looking forward to sharing it with you guys Amazing that you are, this is a momentous thing anyway, because you are the first returning guest. Oh, no. God. <laughs> so the, 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 the pressure. pressure, exactly. <laughs> yeah. you, just need to, you just need to uh, repeat exactly what you did last time. Word by word. Exactly. Well don't yeah, we don't want to we don't want to go through the same we don't want to go through the same whole story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but uh yeah just so grateful to have you back um on and to kind of con- continue your story and find out what the next phase was yeah. um and yeah i'm especially cuz cuz we had an opportunity of meeting up the other weekend and i'm kind of glad that we didn't touch on the kind of things that happened mm. uh for you in that next retreat mm. cuz then it would have like taken away some of the things that we would have been able to speak about um so yeah i'm really really looking forward to hearing what happened following the end of the last episode that we had and so for, because hopefully you know we'll be able to redirect people back to the previous episode uh but just from a how would you kind of summarize briefly 
what what your journey was like up until the end of that last episode because you had a couple of retreats where did you where did you feel like you'd got to by the end of when we last spoke prior to because you were getting set up to go away for your third retreat mm. where did you feel like your whole journey had kind of taken you to and what were you looking for in that next uh Oh, I, the, the next journey. This is the perfect question that I needed to set my um, kind of to set my story straight in my head because I wasn't mm. sure how I would navigate it, but you yeah. managed to uh, to pinpoint it there. So to basically give a little recap is that um, a couple of months ago um, or beginning of the year, I decided to go um, back uh, to sit with Ayahuasca. Um, to to drink the tea, um, but this time not in in Costa Rica. But um, I went uh, to Peru to um, a um, the female shaman I knew. She she used to work in uh, in Costa Rica also, um, but at home she would do the ceremonies with her husband. So all these were um, like great signs that this is the the kind of the right retreat and that I was seeking. Kind of very basic. There was no, no modern comforts. I would live with a family and um, really have a, a much more authentic experience. Um, and the reason why I decided I wanted to go back is because my something in me felt like that I, I needed to work in the psychedelic space um, somehow as... Um, and, and as what, I, I wasn't even really sure, but I, I just wanted to be part of this um, the psychedelic revolution, whether it is um, a facilitator or um, 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 a spokesperson for it, or someone who who kind of helps the the positive message of of psychedelic medicine. And th- this was in me for the la- for the basically since I left um, Soltara the first time uh, in 2018, which. Um, you know, it's it's kind of uh, the joking stoke that every now and then someone will will get an ironic message from Madagascar and say, oh, you, you are the, n-. not, I, I never thought I'm the chosen one, but I thought, okay, something here, I need to kind of give my, my value to this. Um, um, so much so that over three years, I kind of, I, I still wanted it, but I lost confidence in, in myself. So I, I went back to um, uh, to get courage. For this, I wanted basically Mother Ayoska telling me, um, or Grandmother Ayoska, as, as they referred to her, um, telling me, "Yes, Roman, you're on the right path." You know, mm. give me the courage to continue. Just on that though, you say mm. that you lost confidence in mm. yourself. Did, did you find that your original retreats and stuff were giving you more confidence and helping you, and then mm. something happened that ended up kind of bringing you back down again or was that more the self-doubt and stuff winning again no it wasn't um, at all linked uh, although self-doubt is a big part of uh, of my experience but this wasn't linked to self-doubt this was linked to the fact that i trusted the process so much that um, i knew if it was meant to happen it will happen but mm-hmm. it didn't happen right so what i painfully what do you, needed so what do you mean what are you quoting as didn't if it it would yeah. happen? What what yeah. was the what's the it? Um, 
me organizing um, retreats on the weekend or me um, um, facilitating in, right. and I, I don't mean facilitating necessarily in a in a, in a in a ceremony but in any way I could to to further the, the message okay My, so, so so sorry so can mm-hmm. I just kind of clarify so just say I think I understand what you're saying so sure you you felt like after your first ones you would potentially felt like you were being called to be a messenger and a facilitator or some form of facilitator and you were yes. hoping that it would be you coming out and being a part of maybe hosting your own retreats somehow or whatever that would be. And that's kind of what your vision was. And that didn't end up happening. Yes. That, right. Yes. Cool. Thanks. So, and then in, in, instead of, I, I didn't feel um, a lack of confidence to do it, but I also realized I needed to come to the um, somewhat painful re- realization that even if I'm not trying hard enough, Right, or if I'm not doing the things as as hard as I should do, if that's not coming natural to me, then maybe this is not my my path. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. This is um, and this only came to like this realization only came very recently in the last mm-hmm. month. So about three months, uh, no more, almost five months after the after the retreat. And I must say, when I when I left Peru. I didn't leave with the same glow that I had leaving Soltara. Soltara left me with a, like, you know, this, um, the arcana that the, mm. the, um, that the shamans always talked about. That was really strong. The force was strong with me for, yeah. for a long time. And this time I didn't have it. And I, you know, I was um, really digging deep to, to understand why this isn't. And I think I just asked the wrong questions or wanted the wrong things for me. At that retreat? Um, In life. Okay. And even at the the retreat, asking for more courage, asking for uh, for guidance, for a message. um, And that didn't happen. I had other big um, kind of insights. Um, I was confronted with my hurt um, inner child, which was great. uh, the, and we can go into more detail um, later, mm-hmm. but you know, I was I was shown um, one of the meanings of love to me, so that was beautiful. But but not what I you know I, my expectation my, my expectations that I had coming in weren't met, so it kind of left me with a um, with a bit of a uh, I don't know uh, like a, a low feeling. Yeah. But you know the, the the message is clear. Don't have any expectations. <laughs> See, it's what Luca keeps telling me, and mm. we spoke about it. Was that he says whatever you are, whatever you're asking for, you're going to get mm. something else. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that is a uh, you've. I mean, I know that my struggles has always been. You've got to have an expectation of something to expect to get out of it. Mm. Uh, well, you don't have to, but it it's just natural to want to 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 think, oh, it's logical that I'm going to go and I'm going to, I've got to decide what is it I'm going to get and you get something out of it. Mm. But just, it's really, really hard to really sit back and just go, I'm just going to accept whatever comes out of this and that could be nothing. And then you what just is- go, it's it's got to be something bad. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, if it were easy, 
everyone would would do it right yeah and um but i i truly i think i've come to the understanding that expectations um as as natural they come to us but they it's a learned pr- kind of process for us well you know when we grow up felix my my, my three-year-old son doesn't have any ex- expectations right mm-hmm. he, he he approaches a um a game or a toy or or whatever he does without any expectations because he's never experienced the outcome of of the action he's about to do but then over time um you know as as grown-ups <laughs> the, the idiots amongst us <laughs> yeah um we grow to understand what what expectations we could have from certain actions but it's unfair to the to us to the action itself right because then you you're not performing as freely and as as um, lovingly dare i say um, mm-hmm. and for me you know i, I and i remember i, I went uh, with luca we went for a walk discussing the possibility of going to peru and i said to him that the only way i can see myself going to peru is with having is having no expectations i i said it as a prerequisite mm-hmm. And then over the, the months leading up to the retreat, I build up my expectations. You know, mm-hmm. when we spoke, I said to you, well, I'm going, my intentions, intentions are in some ways an expectation. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right? E- even if you set an in- a loving intention of uh, um, dear medicine, uh, I'm here to learn from you. You're expecting something back. But then what, what happens, and most of us experienced a night with ayahuasca that you just lie there in the dark and you've drunk an ungodly amount of medicine and I'm doing air quotes, nothing happens, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, but is there such a thing as nothing? Yeah, nothing noticeable. Mm. Um, right. That's kind of a term that I've kind of wondered that, you know, we think we've got to understand it all. Um, but really it's like there's stuff going on that you don't, stuff going on behind the scenes that you don't mm. get. Mm. Um, it's interesting as well, like it was something that you said in the last episode that kind of also stuck with me, mm-hmm. um, was it was something about something happening as part of a retreat or a part of a ceremony. And mm a positive outcome happens mm. and you're trying to put a logical reasoning on it. Mm. And then you were like, somebody said to you or something, does it matter? Mm. Does it matter what, if, if something good happened, does it mm. matter why or what that means? And that's a really interesting thing that you go, you've got to let go of, and you're not, it's not trying to understand at all. Mm. Which, which our brains don't want to do because you want to, you're, you're, oh, I feel like I'm on this path because I feel like I want to understand stuff and resolve stuff, but was also resolve stuff on a logical plane. Mm. In a sense, as I've definitely been coming to understand over the last couple of years that, yeah, that's kind of not the right way to come at it. Mm. Um, and still being so rooted in your head. Mm. It's like, get in your bloody body, man. <laughs> uh, and it's a, that, that's, <laughs> that's an ongoing thing. 
Yeah. Um, I think we, um, I think language comes to, to mind when, uh, when you just spoke, we consciously, we have this, this way with words, right. To, to, to make each other stand each other's viewpoint or, yeah. or understanding of the, uh, this beautiful experience of life. But when it comes to plant medicine, psychedelics, um, your, the communication shifts from our, um, our, you know, what we do every day, day in and out using words and, uh, um, and language to, to, to make sense of uh, our environment. But in that space, it, it shifts into a feeling. Yeah. Right. So all the communication just happens through feelings and understanding and, uh, pain is a is a communicator um sorrow like all the emotions are suddenly become um communicators that that help us understand our the, the, the truth within us and then we come out again and now we talk about about this phenomenon that we experience and we try to translate feeling into words mm. and you know <laughs> what how can we possibly be 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 do justice to, to that feeling, right? Yeah. Like a picture paints a thousand words while the feeling writes a book. Yeah. I, I don't know if that makes sense, but... No, no, it does. I'll I mean, trademark it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, well, I, I've, I've got it on this podcast, so it's, it's copyrights <laughs> mine. <laughs> I didn't read the, the fine print of a contract. Yeah, I didn't. I realized I don't actually have any terms and conditions, so... <laughs> like it's all it's all my word against yours in the court of law who's got the who's got who can afford the best lawyer yeah, yeah. um it's i mean i don't want to quote this but mm. it kind of when you were saying that it reminds me about elon musk and how he was describing this Neuralink mm. implant mm. and whilst i hate the idea of going down that um the he explained it beautifully that when we want to communicate an idea just to another person, we have to translate what we're thinking or feeling into a, a set of words that we say. So something in, in your feeling could get lost in the translation into the words that you say. Then somebody's got to hear those words and then they've got to interpret those words. So right. there's all of these different stages of where the meaning that you're trying to portray gets lost. Mm. And what he's saying is if you've both got these neural links, you can just transfer the idea mm. or the feeling yes. without any loss of translation. Mm. And that was a bit, that was really mind blowing for me. Mm. For, whilst I hate the whole process of whatever that thing represents, it just beautifully summarizes, you know, that whole phenomenon about mm. how everything, it's not, it's, it's not even necessary that everything is lost, but it's definitely filtered because you can't even express yeah. something, even, a, even something simple. It's not even an altered state. It's not even some, so much of it is lost just by you saying it the mm. best way that you can. Mm. Um, Mm. So yeah. Well, That's I the... guess um, to to quote a great superhero, 
um, mm -hmm. old Peter Parker, yeah. <laughs> aka Spider-Man. With great power comes great responsibility. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, we can look at Neuralink or, or I'm sure Neuralink is not on its own. There are other companies who don't have the backing of Elon Musk or just the name of Elon Musk behind behind it. But the, the idea is, uh, is breathtaking. Because mm -hmm. imagine if we can meet each other at our most vulnerable and most raw. In in my understanding, this is the this is the the the, the key to to a, a beautiful coexistence. So there's no more hiding um, um, with each other. And suddenly we we, we uh, I'm sorry. And suddenly we realize how how alike we are. Mm -hmm. Right? Oh, we we all have fear. We might not experience the same fear, but we all have fears, and we all doubt ourselves and we but we all love ourselves but uh, maybe a bit too too shy to admit it or whatever it may be but if this this whole you know the 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 the, the avatar that we are putting on um once this falls away and i see behind uh, behind that that's uh, you know that's what i mean with great responsibility comes great power so this is the the beautiful side of it on the other hand as you say rightly, oh God, I'm not sure if I like this path because then suddenly we can use it for for evil. You know, for, for I'm sure you can then add something into the Neuralink where you overwrite something and you make someone do something without them understanding that they are suddenly um, wanting to do it. I, I, you know, I'm a, I mean, I don't know nothing about Neuralink. I mean, from a, just, just from a very simplistic, not even particularly cynical point of view I was just thinking the other day that if you had one of these neural links that you're effectively connected to the internet so therefore uh, yeah. you could potentially you will be getting adverts constantly <laughs> in your own head and then all of a sudden when you when when you're when you're asleep they're going to be feeding you adverts throughout your whole sleep life yeah. and then you'd be like you'll wake up and you go I got to get that. I got to get that. Whatever. <laughs> I need to go and buy a new Hoover. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, what you wake you? up. I <laughs> feel like I need a new Hoover, <laughs> and there's fifteen in the cupboard. <laughs> exactly. You just like it's. It's like there's so much room for abuse. <laughs> and Robert Dyson is rubbing his hand. Ha ha ha! That idiot is buying his sixteenth Hoover. <laughs> exactly. Oh, brilliant. But. Uh, but yeah, you just think, you know, and it, it, they changed it so that you can't even take your battery out of your mobile phone anymore. So you mm. think it's switched off, but really it's probably never switched off. Mm. So then you'd be like, you can't even turn it off in your own head. Um, but yeah, it's it's just a it's just a mind a minefield. Boom boom, mind the pun. Yeah, and if you think about the um, the the evolution of technology, was. Like, you and I, we are in a similar age. We've uh, our growing up period was we had to go outside and play with sticks and stones in, in the woods, mm. right? I mean, we we didn't have mobile phones, we didn't have computers, we didn't have okay. There was a television at home, but the television was maybe switched on in the evening and usually mm. past my bedtime. So, um, even now with uh, with our children, they live in a completely different world. Mm -hmm. Right, um, and and this uh, um, 
this evolution, maybe is it a devolution, um, uh, will continue because we, we are great at, at pushing boundaries. We're great at inventing things and we are, we are good creators. But usually it's materialistic creation rather than creation of, um, of love, community. Now, here I go again. <laughs> um, you know, the, the, the soft skills that we, that us humans make special. I feel like we are, we are lacking in our um, everyday life. Yeah, definitely. So, where had we got to with your retreat? <laughs> we yeah, went off, we went off topic. <laughs> yeah, well, there's, so there's, I, there's no off topic. Um, to be honest with you, um, to to give you a question and I'll answer it. Yes. What was the um, most memorable uh, part of the of the retreat? For for in Peru, no, oh, no, in Peru. Okay. Yeah, I I would say great question, Gordon. All right, <laughs> you're putting words in my mouth. Yes. Is, yes. Is, is is that where I say this and then I edit that last bit out? <laughs> yes. Yeah. What was the most memorable part of the yes. your, <laughs> your uh, your retreat in Peru? It was living with the family. Mm. It wasn't the medicine, and I had uh -huh. some I had some powerful experiences with the medicine. But to see um, Maestra Silvia and Maestra Noe with their cousins, their brothers, their sisters, their children, their uh, nephews and nieces was something um, out of this world. We uh, here in, in the UK and uh, in Europe, um, and I don't like the word West, but let's, let's for, for lack of a better term in, in the West, um, we live so privileged, all of us, even the poor. So let, if we take the um, cross section of society, you know, we have um, very poor to very rich and you have the same in, uh, uh, in Peru. But how the very poor live there is they, they still live life. They are, they are proud of what they're doing, of what they are doing, right? They're not comparing themselves to the neighbor or anyone else. So we, at six o'clock, they woke up with a big smile on their face and went about their day. Everyone had their chores and, uh, um, um, you know, they, they had to do the washing, the, the cleaning, the preparation for, for breakfast, lunch and dinner. So, if if they had chicken in the evening, you know, someone needed to go and slaughter the chicken, or mm -hmm. someone had to go fishing. So your your day was was um, was full because you you needed to prepare for the future, but also live in the in the moment. So okay, what do we need to do now? What what do we need to do to make today, you know, work? Mm -hmm. Amongst all the other stresses that you have in life, you know, your son might be upset and, you know, they have the same emotional intelligence as we have. So it's, they're no different as humans, but they are very much more hands-on. So they like what I thought, there's much less time to worry about all the bullshit that we are worrying on. What should I watch on Netflix tonight? Well, there's 400 million options. How am I ever going to choose, you know, something that aligns out of such a vast um, portfolio? Um, the kindness, the, the, the smile that they offered, the, the warm heartedness that really stuck with me. And it's still sticking with me, um, to this day. 
And for this, I'm uh, I'm forever grateful. Um, so interesting that you say that because in the last episode that I had with Bruce and Ian, Ian mm. was saying that he had gone. Great to, episode, by the way. Uh, yeah, wow. I mean, that's why because I was telling you about it, and you know, I was really emotional. Like it was such a powerful story on so mm. many on so many levels. Mm. Um, and yeah, I mean, t yeah, it's just, yeah, it blew, it yeah, just bl blew me away. Bloody tough pick to follow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but Ian had mentioned that he had gone to this yoga retreat, mm. um, which was like, you know, a few months and he was being quite clear that he saw it as more than just the ayahuasca ceremony or the mm. yoga, it was absolutely everything that was involved with it. Uh, mm. And and it makes up the whole collective. Mm. Um, and what you're describing about this retreat was, you know, it's so easy for us to just go and focus only on the drinking mm. and of the ceremonies mm. and kind of forget about everything else. Mm. Whereas this, of what you're saying, sounds like it's like actually the bigger part of the experience was everything outside of the ceremonies because mm. normally we go to, a, I guess normally we go to a retreat center, which is catered for mm. as Westerners, mm. but you actually had the opportunity to immerse yourself in the lifestyle, mm. which, in a, which in itself is an experience. And um, we spoke with uh, Noe about this, um, especially, and, um, you know, we said, look, this is, I told him this, basically, what I just told you. He said, it's so nice to see you and how you are with your family. Um, and he said, well, to be honest with you, Roman, well, he said it to us, you know, not just me. So, um, but, uh, um, but, but, but he said, also, you guys coming here for a week is great, and you will get value out of it. And, the, the, you know, the, the, the medicine part will have a effect. But if you really want to have the, the true experience, come here for a month, right? And unplug from your phone, unplug from from all this that is 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 kind of um, um, uh, um, um, contributing to to the pain that you're feeling, or to the suffering that you are, to the trauma that 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 you that you receive, or like there was a traumatic experience and then over life you kind of you drag it out and you learn how to live with it and then you use mechanisms how to deal with it you know so all this kind of piles on and you don't have time to to let go and and sit for just to sit for a week just thinking like don't do anything right you 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 don't allow yourself uh, this time and he said but if you would come here for a whole month and you could still have four or five um medicine experiences but you would also have the, so you almost have one medicine experience a week and then six or seven days of, of just into integrating, thinking about it, talking about it, um, letting it sit, ignoring it, let it, let it come back into you. But instead, and I, I understand it, you know, time is, uh, um, is a, is a, is a very elusive term and, and concept. And, and apparently we have very, very little of it. So we decide, okay, I'm only going for one week and um, I'm, I'm jumping into the deep end, have four ceremonies in, in, in six or seven days. 
and and then I, I go back home and I, I'll manage to integrate. But if you if you glimpse into the the vastness of the universe and and lift the veil behind the absolute perfection of everything and that everything is connected and that we are all one and and there is no up or down or left or right or right or wrong. How can you possibly integrate this, you know, back in your old environment? So I don't have time at the moment um, to, to do this for, for a whole month um, or the resources. And maybe not even the, the, the need because of um, where I'm going with, with my story now. But but ideally, this is what you want to do, you know, really uh, unplug, you know, and, and use the, the Neo in the Matrix scene to, to see, like unplug and and really immerse yourself in, in nature. Yeah. I mean, I'm so fortunate that I chose to have a couple of months off work. Um, nice. And I'm definitely enjoying chilling out even though i've 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 piled on all my own additional things to do mm. but i know i've always decided that if ever i was going to go back to a retreat it would have to be a, a period of not working rather mm. than just saying oh, i'm going to take two weeks off mm. i'm going to go for a week then i'm going to come back have one week off at home and then i'll go back to work mm. whereas then you're like <laughs> knowing what i'm like uh I would prefer to, you need some time to just go, to let everything settle mm. um, and then go back to the stresses of everything at a later date. Um, so, yeah, but that's obviously, who knows if that's even going to happen. But I just mm. know that that's what, that, that's the way I feel that I need to play it because mm. you can't, I don't want to have that kind of pressure of like, you've got to, You've got to be ready to go back to work in a week after you get back. Right. Um, it's just it's just too soon. Um, now, um, it just popped into my mind, right? And yep. uh, um, maybe what I'm saying now has uh, has a little validity validity to this conversation. But if I um, um, walk down the stairs later and break my leg, right, I have to go to to A and E and to a doctor. Uh, hopefully, they can fix it. Uh, in a way that that doesn't involve operation, but then they will put my leg in a cast and say, "Okay, Roman, you cannot use this leg for six weeks." And I, I will continue my my day by 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 trying to limit my left leg, and I will you know do my best to to not put any weight on it, to you know to to rest, to heal, to to help that that recovery process. And I, I, my my traumatic experiences came. They, they they're not wild, right? Like if I compare myself to uh, to someone who who suffered um, um, uh, adolescent abuse or or had uh, PTSD from uh, from from war zones or other horrific, um, if like for like, then we we shouldn't do. My my problems come from a very light thing. Yet still, they're they're valid to me, right? They're my problems. I can't compare them to anyone else. So if I if I had them since my childhood and I carry them through my life and I'm now 40 years old and I I don't allow myself any recovery time from the healing process you know what I mean so of mm -hmm. course I should be kind to my 
my soul after I come back from, from such an illuminating, riveting, um, mind-expanding experience and I'm not giving him, uh, myself two days. I mean, how, dis how disrespectful to me, to, to, to my soul, to my, to, my, to my essence, who is craving for this uh, uh, you know, understanding of who we are and why we are the way we are and, and living a more authentic uh, way. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Done. See you tomorrow. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, so mm. before I interrupted and said my bit, you were like, mm. you kind of said, I'll say this What before I go on to say the next thing. Oh. So it was almost like you was, I felt like you were setting up to say, right, here's a, here's a big thing that I was going to say. And now you're like, oh. I didn't say anything. <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> I don't remember. But um, where I can continue um, to, to kind of go back to, to my journey with ayahuasca mm. is that the first month coming back, I, I was confused. I was kind of... Um, wait, wait, hang on a minute. Sorry. Yeah. So we, we spoke about the big part of the experience was with the family mm, mm. and stuff, but we didn't talk about any of the experiences that you had right. and how they kind of also complemented, or maybe they didn't complement mm. that experience of being with the family and stuff. But I mean, was there just a, was the four ceremony, it was five ceremonies, wasn't it? Yeah. And this time we had five. Yeah. Um, and was were they all like a container of like, or were they kind of individual things? What, as a, what do you think happened during those five? And what, mm. what kind of messages did you get from that? Because then that kind of leads into saying, how does it all tie in when you get back home? Mm. Okay. Yeah. Good, um, good management here. Gordon. In, I think, I think to Jason. Your, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like, just, whoa, hold on there. <laughs> <laughs> You're running down the road. Yeah. Um, so my, my, let's say my intention was, um, clarity on my, my psychedelic journey as potentially making it into my profession into earning money from it. Blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. Um, but what I, what I learned um, from, I guess, the most most powerful experience I had, and it was a very, um, um, it was a, a very long procession of the medicine, uh, but a very short visual experience. So it was a, so my, um, and uh, your you, your listeners, I don't want to. So I explained it, but with um, ayahuasca, you, it's a tea that you drink. I sh I'm sure everybody knows this by now. So, um, but uh, I, I felt very physically affected. So my the information came through my physical body, pains and uncomfortness and nauseousness, um, nauseousness building up. But I wasn't able to to purge. But you, um, I think many and uh, you also will understand. You know when you feel. You, you feel you have it in you and it should come out, but it's just not coming. So you're lying around for hours, what feels like hours. I mean, who knows? And then suddenly out of nowhere, this, um, dare I say, very DMT-like um, vision 
like these these um, um, machine elves gathered, and then I was seeing myself uh, in in a, in a weirdly weird, weirdly form, kind of on the on lying on the ground, shaking, kind of a younger version of me. Although I understood it through feeling, not because I, I saw myself as a younger version, because it was a representation um, of. And I thought, the first thought that came to my mind, oh, here we go. I, I think I will find out about sexual abuse that I have, um, uh, I have uh, repressed. And I got really scared because this, this for some reason, it, it kind of played in the back of my mind. And I, I, was, I was so scared if I would, it's, I'm not scared of finding it out, but uh, I was scared of how I would react to it if I find out, right? But then, so is, is that kind of something that you've always just, is, is that just something that, that's been in the back of your mind? Or like, what if something well, gets uncovered like that? Is that what yeah. you just, I think you kind of just said that anyway. But Yeah, yeah. But I, I guess um, the reason why I do this is because I'm, like, in my spare time, I'm, I'm extremely interested in learning about the mind, the psyche, um, our archetype, you, you know, the, the kind of stuff you kind of read more and more about the more you um, you educate yourself with psychedelic medicine. Mm. And I thought, and then, you know, naturally my, my monkey mind <laughs> went through like, okay, which traumas could I possibly have and <laughs> would rank them <laughs> the most the most ironic thing to do you know when you try to live the psychedelic message you know you rank your traumas to to worst to to least worse and to to best to to least hmm. um but but yeah i, I contemplated what, what if i um have something like that but it's so oppressed that i i don't i don't consciously remember so in in this situation i think because i i've i've um uh, consciously uh, um, thought about it, I thought, okay, maybe here it is. But then the the voice or the the, the message to me, it's a, it's a feeling that shot through my body. It was like, no, 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 no. Um, you think too much of yourself again, right? Mm. So, so here, it, and then it 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 kind of it it says here it is um, what it really means. And because my and I, I love my parents, they did everything right. Um, they are the, the huge part of the person who I am now, but they decided to send me to boarding school when I was 11. And even though sub, um, subjectively I agreed to it and I, I actually enjoyed it, but it took me a long time. And there was a, a huge suffering process for me um, in the first, let's say, six months of boarding school where I really, I mean, I, I if you want to go deep into it, I'm happy to tell you, but, but I was so... I was so um, 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 pained by homesickness that that I couldn't understand why my parents would send me away. And because I agreed to it, I couldn't do anything about it, right? So that was like a a weird, as, as a young 11-year-old, you say like, oh, but I said yes to this and I wanted, because what happened? Sorry. No, 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 don't, don't say sorry. So what happened was that um, and to this boarding school that my, my that we chose, and we went through a um, a collective choosing process. They, my parents took me to all the interviews or all the or the or the meetings. And one day we we did a we didn't even look for a school, but we did a 
um, like a bike tour in the northern part of Germany. And, and we drove through this magnificent grounds, a beautiful mansion, like a, um, uh, an, uh, an old aristocratic, aristocratic house. I don't know how you call it. Like it's not yeah. a castle, but a um, mansion. A, a mansion, sorry. And, um, and we were driving and I was like, oh, wow, this is, uh, this is, this is very nice. Yes. And then, and then, you know, cycling through and then my, I think my dad said just in passing basically, oh yeah, this is also a boarding school. And my mind went like, oh, but you were thinking of boarding schools. Here's this beautiful, you know, there's the, there's a, um, a lake where you, where you can sail and, and they have all these like grounds and it's beautiful. Why don't we have a look at it? Um, and, uh, so we did. And we went to to visit for the first time, and then what they offered is a um, um, like a practice week. Basically, the the child goes for just for one week and experience life there. And because I was, you know, my, my parents brought me, I knew they were staying in the hotel just next to the to the little village, so they were there. But I w- I was experiencing this as a from a uh, like a, a vacation point of view, yeah. I, I went to class, but I, I didn't have to do any homework. So you know, I like registered. Oh, this is fun. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm listening to things, but I don't have to do all the things. I didn't connect the dots, saying that. Oh, but if I come here, I have to like also work hard. Mm-hmm. So, and I played sports, and everyone was so nice to me, and I was like, this is this is amazing, mm-hmm. and. And I went back like on Saturday, my, my parents or Friday, my parents picked me up and they said, Hey, how was it? And I said, guys, this is, uh, this is the shit on wheels. <laughs> I want to come here yesterday. Mm-hmm. And somehow it was midterm. Um, I think there were in total eight weeks left of the, uh, of the semester or the term of, of school. And somehow my parents moved mountains and and agreed with because we were still living in the like a, a south southern western part in germany and this school was in the northern part so somehow with the school boards they were able to, to to arrange things and a week later i was able to start and because my my brother was was in hospital and he must have been not even one by that time no 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 sorry he was um six or seven around six, six years, and he had a heart failure. Oh. So I, um, a, a, a hole in his heart. Okay. A fairly, yeah. sorry, not heart failure, a hole in his heart, a fairly routine thing, but for me as an 11-year-old, um, my brother went to hospital. I didn't know how to deal with it, mm. but also I had to go to school. So my dad was driving me up there. My mom stayed, obviously, with my brother in hospital, and I, I just couldn't understand the... Uh, the the gravity of the situation and my my my, my dad who who I love uh, so dearly but has his very own very very specialized set of problems mm. um, didn't have the the emotional intelligence to kind of let me let me down gently so he kind of you know he, he unpacked my my suitcase he put the the bed on the bed uh, and put my stuff in the uh, in the wardrobe but then kind of needed to to also leave because I needed to enter school life. And I, you know, he, we said goodbye and he, he had to go into the car and then drive down a big um, kind of 
a road lined with trees. And the further he went, the more my my heart broke. Because I like now it was for real. It wasn't a joke anymore. It wasn't for a week, but it was for at least two weeks until I was able to take the train home. And and you know, everything was very unsure with how my, my brother would come out of uh, hospital. But but all this pain kind of, you know, so so then the next eight weeks I was um I remember my mom sending a letter um to me and I uh, during lunchtime one of the, the older pupils would go around in the in the lunch um hall and hand out the post. And I I wasn't um even aware of that I I'm uh, I'm I, I'm about to receive post or that I can receive post. And he gave me the letter. And I looked, I recognized my mom's handwriting. And all I did is I, I jumped off my bench over the table, out the door, because I couldn't take it. I couldn't be with people, ran into the the most kind of remote bathroom that I know, locked it and cried for about an, uh, half an hour. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I tell you this, and um, again, this is my ego talking. I recognize that this is not not pain that is comparing to any, you know, I, I mentioned before. To, to real horrific trauma. But to me, uh, something broke in me, something. And until then, uh, since then, I needed to prove to my parents and prove to, uh, to, to my loved ones that I am, th- that I can live up to what they think I am. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So since then, all my life, I was living up to other people's expectations. Sorry, what, why did you draw that from that situation? Why did you just, why did you settle on that? Because, well, this is what I did, Gordon. Don't no, question no, my no, settling. No, 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 I, no, <laughs> no I'm just, question. question. I, 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 I'm just struggling to see how in that mm. situation that was the, that was how your conclusion was from it. But just, I, just, mm. just, but but just additionally, though, I know that it's easy for us to go, oh, this isn't that big a deal because somebody else is 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 horrific right. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, n- n- not to put a gravity on it, but yeah, I really feel. F- no, 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 no. All I'm saying is, I really, mm. I really feel for you mm. that I see that as a massive thing for an 11 year old. Mm. And an eleven-year-old. That—that's no trivial. That's no trivial trauma. Mm. Um, um, the reason why I, I came to this is because I—I I understood it, right? Again, doing doing this uh, then very intense experience in Peru. This was all communicated to me through a a, a, a feeling. Like this is why I'm. Um, the reason why I'm so so desperate for my parents' approval is not because I, I mean, and, and their judgment is is very valuable. They are great people, but it's not because they're ju- like I, I respect their judgment and take it for what it is. But I want their judgment and then live up to it, right? Mm-hmm. Because I I felt neglected back then. The only way that my mind kind of said, okay, how can I win my, because I thought they are pushing me away. They don't mm. want me anymore. I'm, I'm no longer wanted in the family. 
now there's Freddie with his uh, heart condition and and he's more important so he's at home and and I need to go here to do my thing and I can come back every now and then so for me to somehow deal with the situation I thought okay so how can I what can I do to uh to join the club again right yeah so, right, so okay. now I get it now yeah and hey I'm 40 now and now I'm coming to this realization mm -hmm. right so um, um did did I did I uh waste my last uh 40 years no of course not I lived life to the to the best possible way I, I knew how to but only when we start asking these uh, these questions, we then find find answers of how to optimize, you know, and and step into the next step of our our personal evolution. We 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 are so desperate to to kind of uh, try to find the the final answer on who we are. Mm -hmm. But like you mentioned earlier, does it really matter who we are, or are we are we the the sum total of all the experiences and all the the wonderful um, happenstances that occur to us, right? Mm. So who I am today or right now is not the exact same person I am at the end of this conversation. Mm. So this vision that you had, you saw of it, you were looking down on yourself. Mm. And so that was basically you connecting and almost seeing that 11-year-old self upset and traumatized from being abandoned mm, mm. and you got a feeling that you instantly recognized as this being a kind of turning point where you had this new belief system that you were always going to live up to mm. people's expectations because mm. that was the way you saw that you would not be or do you, did that mean do you mean that you think as well that you somehow were there because you hadn't lived up to their expectations prior to that? Um, no, I think I actually did live up to their expectations. But the problem mm. was that living up to their expectations meant that I, for an easy comparison of the, of the situation, didn't live up to my expectations. Mm. Or to put it differently, I, I, was, I was living a different version of myself. I was living a version that I interpreted other people would like to see of me. Right. Right. But mm. I didn't. And, and still I find it um, a, a very challenging task to be truly myself. Cause you feel like you've got to be what you think the other people yes want to be yes want you to be because if you are yeah. yourself you'll be rejected or or, or, or judged or mm. not liked or um uh, misinterpreted or especially now when i when i voice an opinion and i get um stuck kind of counter but one of the reasons we we, we you know we, we met recently and uh, we had a wonderful weekend uh, hiking in the woods and and you said well you and luca go very uh, you know you you bicker a lot and you you push yourself but this is very new to me to to fight for my opinion mm -hmm. in the past i would always like ah oh, this is maybe it's easier for me not, not not to kind of ride my my thinking or 
like let, let's take this this thought process a bit further maybe i can i can make it like i can understand myself a little more by pushing the boundaries here um but be, before i would i would hand over responsibility to others mm. so if if i find okay this person likes to see me this way so i'm here i'm i'm roman a and I, and this person likes the, the 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 fun comedy clown roman so okay here i'm i'm class clown and then here oh, this person is, is is actually really interested in the in the thought provoking roman so i'm you know i was playing all these different characters that's tiring it it exhausted me and since i saw myself there i understood the reason why i'm doing this is because my 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 prime objective was to please my parents and if if this would work right then i have to also be pleasing to everybody else so i was living for others and not with others well so, like that mm. trademark yeah <laughs> <laughs> but i think that's really important then because i guess this is a real example of you know that was really connecting that was really connecting you to a pivotal moment mm -hmm. which laid the foundations for what you can then truly understand as mm -hmm. your as this is yeah. as, as a true behavior and yes. i guess this is exactly the kind of things that whilst you didn't go with that kind of expectation mm -hmm. but then we all want to get something like that mm. out of do you think that that was like the main thing that kind of was that the most significant thing that happened for you during the ceremonies? Yeah, for sure, a hundred percent. Because still, I'm like this is actually this is the reason why I am here today, right? And we still have a quite a bit to get from <laughs> from mm. there to here. Um, but if you like, I can tell you the the other, which is maybe. Yeah. It's paling a little bit, but the other big experience was an um, actually okay. So to, to give you the, the whole overview, in in Soltara, I um, I never really naturally purged. I think I only had in in the combination of three total weeks uh, at Soltara, I only purged twice. So okay, with the vomotivo and the first day. Um, yeah, so yeah, that that, that doesn't yeah. really count as that because yeah, as as a ceremonial. Yeah, yeah. So proper purge. With, yeah, with the medicine only two or three times, but in Peru every night, mm -hmm. and apart from Wednesday, which was Wednesday was the one experience that I just told you about. Yeah, was not in the Maloca, but on the back in camp. Right, okay. So I would I would leave this um, energetic paradise that was the Maloka. We had to walk about ten minutes, let's say, to go back to to our um, uh, little huts. And only then, uh, it's not for the lack of not trying. I was uh, um, even the, like when the um, uh, Noe and Sylvia uh, were singing to me individually. Um, but but when they were singing to me, I I felt like okay, here it's coming, you know. But it wouldn't come. Um, then on my own, I tried a few times to uh, to purge to the point where I'm like, okay, now I'm using my finger, 
knowing mm -hmm. that is uh, uh, it's not advised uh, to 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 add the purge in this way. Let let it come naturally. So every time I, I went back, apart from this Wednesday, which there there was a big purge uh, in the Maloka. Um, but then on um, Saturday, our last ceremony, or was it Friday? Anyway, last ceremony. <laughs> Luca, Luca and I said today, after because we were so hungry, we you know all week it was limited food, no dinner on uh, uh, on uh, on ceremony nights, and we just wanted something. And but someone else told us that the reason why they stopped serving food after ceremony in uh, in Soltara is because actually if you put especially fruit sugar like very glucose rich uh, foods into your body it reignites the medicine mm -hmm. it never did no actually it did but I, I didn't know but like in my mind it never did in Soltara so I thought oh, who gives a shit like yeah. so we went after ceremony at like 12 one o'clock in the morning we kind of made our way to the to the kitchen area and we we just looked for whatever we found and we found I forgot the name of the fruit now, but they're delicious fruits that they look a bit like a, a passion fruit, but mm. but are different. And then I think we had a mango and an apple with a bit of honey. And we said, okay, nice. Good night. See you tomorrow. And I was laying in my, you know, and the bed is like the hut is literally, it's a, it's a hut with um, four walls, but it's um, wood at the bottom and mosquito nets uh, in the top. And, and that's it. And then there's nature. So you hear all the, the the noises of the jungle, all the different uh, sounds and smells, and and I was lying there, and suddenly this not hardcore to me DMT visual came over me, but but um, medium to strong, mild, but very uh, very noticeable. And I said, okay, I just had the food. This is now what's happening. I know my my. Uh, the stomach enzyme enzymes are re so I kind of made a, a logical uh, mm. um, uh, a logical explanation to what's happening and I laid down and I just enjoyed I surrendered mm -hmm. and then this this understanding of so again the feeling of love was streaming through my body like I, I knew what love is I knew what love feels like I knew how to receive love I I, I felt how to give love and then the, the message came through that you, um, in order to love yourself, you have to love everything else around you. You have to, to, to love the things that you love, but also the things that you hate. Love them for what you are. Love them for things you don't enjoy doing or don't, mm -hmm. don't like or even hate, but, but love them nonetheless. Love the people in your life, Sarah, Felix, my parents, my family, um, uh, Luca, Gordon, you know, these people in my life, love them without any expectations. Love them for who they are, not for who you want them to be. And once you, you achieve this kind of love, then suddenly you, you rest very, very comfortably with your own love. Because no longer you love yourself under condition, but you love yourself unconditionally. Hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I I am interpreting what you mean because I've not... I understand logically what you're saying, mm. definitely. Mm. 
Um, but yet to understand it on the actual, yeah, on the level that you got that message. Mm. Um, and, and, and that, yeah, and, and that was a, it was a message to, um, like we all get our own messages that we, that we need, not what we want. Um, and this time around, I wasn't concerned about love. I was, um, I thought I, I, I ticked love off after my last, uh, or the, the, my, my most profound um, five MEO DMT experience. But, but to have this understanding of love, and, and also the, the, it might not work for everybody else. I'm not saying that, oh, but now everybody who's listening to this, please love everything before you love yourself or love everything external in order to love yourself. I, I don't know if this is the, um, uh, if this, this was a, a message to me, right? And I, I only yeah. take it forward to, to, um, into my life. But, like, but for, for, for sure, this is not trying to be advice um, yeah. for anyone saying, okay, this is what, uh, um, this is the way forward and, and love everything else um, no, before no. you love yourself. I mean, none of this is meant for advice. Um, mm. All this is, is like, this is experiential. This is you just saying, this is what I felt. Right. And somebody listening to it, if that resonates with them, then that's cool. And if mm. that helps them along their journey, then that's cool as well. Mm. Um, but it's nothing like, oh, well, I mean, unless it's something specific, like, you want to say, don't have an expectation. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Trying to tell you, don't have an expectation. That's something you might want to advise somebody not to do. Mm. But you don't need, yeah, what you're saying is just, mm. is is your, I'll go, for, go for it. Yeah, let me interrupt you there. Um, I think there's value also in experiencing, to go into an experience with having um, expectations. Mm, yeah, because point. You know, I, I told myself not to have expectations. It wasn't that I, I read um, a clever Dennis McKenna or Terence McKenna quote and said, oh, uh, don't have expectations. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> take take everything um uh, for, uh, for, for what it is, but but I still didn't listen to to an authority. I should be, you know, myself. Mm -hmm. If there's any authority in my life, it should be me. And I still didn't listen to it. I needed to to have expectations to 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 then learn more about not having expectations. So um, um, look, why are there so many self help books in our libraries? Mm -hmm. uh, because. And, None of them work because mm. each one is written by a different person and each one of these self-help books works for this person. Mm. You may take a few paragraphs from it and say, oh, this, this sounds interesting. You try it in your life. Maybe it works. Maybe it doesn't. Hopefully it does. If not, then well, you still have to figure it out yourself. Mm. So good point. Anyway. Don't buy, don't buy a self-help book. <laughs> and don't, and don't, don't listen. But may, may I plug my ebook? <laughs> yeah. But don't, and don't listen to a self-help self podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Uh, no, please do. <laughs> please share it with Please share it yeah, with but things, I, I don't think yours is a self-help podcast. Uh, no, no, it, it, it isn't, it isn't. It's um, a library. It's oh. you. You're basically doing a. It's a library a, of self. It's a library of self help yeah. books. <laughs> yeah, but you're doing a library of trip reports. More or less. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I, yeah, I've, then, I'm, I'm know. just being facetious. I know. As we say, uh, but uh, we've been speaking a lot about. Well, we've got to the point of speaking about your experiences. So, from a 
from your kind of retreat, the key things were your experience with the family. Yeah. Um, and from those two. Uh, yeah, from the, from the ceremonial parts, the main one that was on the Wednesday, and yep. then you had the kind of the, the almost bonus one on the yes. Saturday. Yes, yes. Um, I mean, from the from the other ones, was it was it a mainly like m not really much happening then? Uh, and here we are again about um, talking. Uh, what, oh, what, what, nothing noticeable. You know, yes, yes. Um, very mild, um, um, uh, laden in hindsight with like, ah, oh, um, but I should have an, a, a message. Um, mm -hmm. Why are you not inviting me into your world, uh, Mother Yoska? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, th th this kind of uh, um, I'm thinking. But um, I remember also uh, Noe, especially, coming always to me and saying, okay, no, no, Roman, concentrate. Mm -hmm. Concentrate. Work for it. Concentrate. And there were also, and I remember, especially the first night, um, I was kind of just lying very, very similar to, to, to my experiences in Sotara. I was, you know, I was coming to the front, drinking the tea, and then going back to my mat and lying down and, and just waiting for, for, for whatever's coming. But this is not, this is not advised from them anyway. You know, from the moment you drink the medicine, have reverence. Be, you know, sit upright if you can. Be as as present as you, as you as your physical ability allows you to be. You know, even if you lie down, don't let your mind go. Let your mind mind stand on uh, or, or, or kind of be aligned with your intentions or with your um, with your set out. Here we are, expectations again. Yeah. But I guess in, in you know before a ceremony to to help the medicine shine light on something if there's a um, if there's an intention then then why not you know try and follow this unless you you can no longer follow it right if it, okay. you know that okay now no, no, that's really interesting because yeah you can see how you, a lot of the time we can be passive in the process mm -hmm. waiting mm -hmm. for it to happen and yes. and go oh it didn't happen mm. but that's interesting i know that it's amazing all these scenarios where the shamans come along and they almost sense something mm -hmm. and if he sensed that you weren't concentrating mm -hmm. then it's really interesting that he's like you've got to concentrate and mm. you've got to do some work and then he's just mm. like but i'm but i'm waiting for it to happen there's nothing mm. to concentrate on but mm -hmm. I remember Sean once said in one of the, um, Sean Chitty once said in mm -hmm. one of the sharing circles was pretty much do it with purpose and like, you know, sit upright and mm -hmm. do it for as long as you can and be in the moment. And obviously yeah, it takes a huge amount of concentration to be able to do mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I guess that all kind of comes with practice. Um, yes. Did you find then, did, did you find that, the experiences, though, enhanced the ceremonial experiences. Enhanced the experience of the exposure to the f experiencing the whole family environment, or do you see them as mm. just kind of independent things? No, 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 no. Uh, you can't. They are both uh, uh, both connected, obviously. Yeah, but, but I'm all mean. Do you think it? Do you actually think it enhanced it? Like, like there was anything more than just 
I know it's a pretty woolly question. And it's no, 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 no. I, it's an interesting question because I don't actually really know the answer because I, you know, I've only experienced the, 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 the week uh, in Peru as I experienced it. The, yeah. uh, having seen Noah and Maestra in ceremony was, was as breathtaking as seeing them being, um, being part of their family. Mm. Right. They, uh, uh, between them have have a communication that we don't understand you know so they they communicate without words and, and know where to be at at what moment in the um uh, in the maloka and when i remember there were a few situations where other um other participants um in peru were having a, a tough time and um, w- without any words they they managed to to meet at the person who needed most help and and use their um, their magic on them. So they were singing um, uh, Icarus together. And they were using other, you know, the Aqua de Florida or or, or other modalities to help the uh, the physical body deal with, uh, with, with with the experience. And this was as fascinating to me as um, as my own experiences. So I was I, I love to sit in the Malacca and go like, oh wow, this is like a well old machine they have done this before <laughs> you know um, was this was this then part of you being in a ceremony then almost in in a not a sober state but in one of these states when it didn't feel like much was happening yeah yeah, so, yeah. no no you, you can so say you were, sober state so you were observing mm. the ceremony mm. and seeing it because it's interesting because Luca was saying on his episode about how mm. he he had that thing where he felt like he had a rat in his stomach mm. and mm. the maestros both came to him mm. uh, to do the double Icaros. Mm. And it sounds, in a way, when you said that, it sounded like that was another scenario like that. Where yeah. they must have gone, oh, okay, right, we're both... He, he kept saying they left the others and they came to me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they, they, they didn't leave anyone. The the you know the the room or the the the, the space let's call it was still very much in control by those two um, yeah. unbelievable maestros, but they recognized that everyone was was maybe in muddy waters, but the muddy waters were were navigable, navigable. Yeah, Luca was the one who who for a short moment lost uh, his navigation tools, so he needed extra extra support. And they they were able to do this, you know, focus on Luca, blah, 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 do their, I don't know, work is, uh, the word is too trivial, magic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I remember actually because I was kind of diagonally across from him and what uh, what Sylvia did there was because he then later told us, and I think he mentioned it in, in your episode, you know, that she was kind of navigating something in his uh, in his belly and then drawing it out of the belly button without me knowing that there is something in his belly, but I saw her doing this on his body and then drawing something out of him. Mm. And then that he's telling the, the story that she was doing this and then through his, you know, abdomen and belly button, something came out a dark energy to confirm what I've seen externally her doing was just like, <laughs> I'm sorry, but, but this is no longer, we're not no longer talking about um, taking a psychedelic substance, but we're going a step further and, and having a, a, a medical intervention 
on the physical body without even touching the physical body. Mm-hmm. Now, am I imagining this? I know when I'm I'm saying these words out, I'm 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 a bit uh, I sound kooky, but you've experienced it. Mm-hmm. I think everybody of your uh, guests on your podcast experienced it somehow. No, mm-hmm. there was an understanding of there's something greater than I can possibly understand at work. Mm. So yeah. do, you th- do you think this is the point then when the kind of ex- retreat is kind of done for you and then you're kind of then having to mm. do the transition home? Uh, mm. I, I, get, I mean, I've jumped a bit here, but... Mm, yeah, yeah, no, no, it's good. Yeah, but we've, we've spoken about that you, you, you've had these key experiences and you experience the main part for you is experiencing mm. what it's like to live that life. Mm. And then it's now time to go home. Mm. So how did this transition home happen for you? And what then that mm. led to in the subsequent, subsequent months? So in the 3d world, we, mm. we just sold our house that me and my, uh, my soon-to-be wife owned, right? She owned, but I call myself part yeah. <laughs> owner. Yeah, go it. Um, we were kind of living on the road um, with our two-year-old son, and I came home from an, uh, a journey that that I was convinced would put me on the right path into the psychedelic uh, world. And I came home, and um, I wasn't kind of. I wasn't depressed as such. I wasn't um, kind of debilitated like I was before. I remember I was very much more debilitated after the first week or so, Tara, because I didn't understand what this all means now. You know, uh, glimpsing behind the veil and, and somehow making sense of it all just was much, much more. At least I had now I had experience. Now I knew what uh, what this all means. Coming home now, I I needed and I. So I didn't know what, what what the problem was, and then I spoke to, may I say his name uh, here? But what I want to say about this person, um, who gave me advice, he's a very very incredibly gifted facilitator, um, a beautiful human, and he said to me on a phone call, I said, Roman, sometime it is time to let an idea or a passion or a venture die, in order for something new to to be born but you, you cannot wait for the new thing to arrive before you haven't said goodbye to to the old thing and this instantly made click and 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 instantly i i knew what he meant he said roman now is not the time to focus on on being some some kind of uh, um, um, uh, uh, psychedelic messenger you are no Terence McKenna. Let's face it. And and as painful as this kind of understanding was, as kind of as much sense did it make to me. And the more I entertained this thought, and then and the more I said to myself, okay, psychedelics will always play a, a part of my life because they also made me into the the person I am, uh, uh, into the into the person I am today. But maybe not in the in the way that I thought they were. And over then the next coming weeks and months, 
in, during the summer where we lived with um, Sarah's parents on the Isle of Wight uh, here in the UK. Beautiful. I was able to let go of this idea. And, and suddenly, step by step, things fell into place. And like a, you know, like a, a puzzle that doesn't make sense and it kind of clicks into place. And if I tell you the last month has been the most mind-blowing experience of, of my life. I've, I've said goodbye to this, um, to this idea that I've now multi, like I've, I've said so many times, but said, okay, now it's time for me to, to play the game on this side. Now it's time to, to take care of my family, to take care of, <laughs> take care of business, right? To, for now, ignore the, the um, uh, elusive psychedelic world. No, not ignore it. I'm still going to experience or have my experiences and, and learn more about myself and um, try to understand uh, what this all means. But what, um, what I no longer seek is to, to have a, a retreat center um, uh, in the South Downs or, or, or move to Portugal and, and, and open my, my, my commune or something that, that never was really me anyway. And in the last two weeks, I have, I have had two job offers. Um, I moved, so let's say in the last month, I had, there was a moment where I was, I was able to choose from two very, very rewarding jobs. I moved to the most beautiful part of the UK here in the, um, uh, near Winchester. I, um, I was able to, to, to put my son into a home where he can grow up um, with nature around him, with calmness. Um, my uh, Sarah, she, she lives her dream of making a home for us as a family. Um, I live with uh, the brother of another mother. And, and I cannot believe the luck and the, the gifts that I'm receiving right now. And yes, it's always easy to to connect the points uh, looking backwards. And I'm right now I'm I'm connecting the points uh, looking backwards, but they make so much sense. They they feel so right, and I feel so so alive right now that mm. I, I I cannot I cannot describe this as as um, bliss right now. And I know this bliss will not keep forever. There, there's um, you know. Peaks and troughs and ups and downs and blah blah blah. But right now, fucking hell, I'm enjoying this so much, and I'm I'm so grateful that I that I can look backwards and say, okay, all this needed to happen in order for for me to be here. But for the first time in my life, I look forward, and I think I am I'm think I'm able to surrender for whatever is coming because I'm trusting the process for the first time. Trust what is what is already there, and and that is perfection in our life. Yeah, wow. That's I'm so chuffed to hear you say that. Mm. Um, I guess because I've I think over the last I think since the retreat, I think I had a couple of moments when I was a little worried because I'm, I'm sure that you'd kind of. Mm. I I'm, was. I'm sure. Did you mean you, about me? Yes. 
um, I was I was a bit I was kind of a little bit worried about you because I wasn't quite sure how things had gone and mm. I had this sense that something was troubling you and and sometimes that there was some messages and I think you'd said that I think there was one message you'd said oh I'm in kind of free fall at the moment or something mm. like that mm -hmm. um, and mm. we hadn't had the opportunity to kind of pick up about where things mm. had gone um, mm. so hearing that things have kind of come together uh is when it's an amazing um, it's an amazing thing to to hear that there's that things have kind of settled and you can kind of move forward with the kind of next step we met in like when we saw each other physically two weeks ago right yeah mm -hmm. yeah so basically the, the, all that i'm telling to you now happened in the in the space of the last two weeks so it's since that week. It's since that week. Yeah. Weekend, the, the, yeah. The, the first job I had was I had before. So there, there was a kind of a, a sense of security there. Okay. Mm -hmm. There is it. But the, 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 um, when I received the offer uh, um, of the job, I always knew this is me going back into, uh, into, the, um, uh, into the, the rat race, you know, into the, 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 the job. Me. Yeah, not, no, 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 no. Because now I'm, now I, I'm I'm entering as me. Um, I'm not going back to the old me, but I'm yeah. entering this this uh, um, the the 3D world that I tried to escape for the last three years. But I'm 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 entering it now with with my um, uh, with my current understanding of life, and. I, out of all the messages I, I, I've seen, I've heard, and quotes I've read, um, a dear, dear friend of mine from from Soltara, who also visited us at uh, in in the UK recently, um, he. So we had this experience together, and I said to him, "Look, so you have all this knowledge. What do you do with it? How possibly can you take it? Um, take it." To putting petrol in your, in your car or going to the supermarket and buying bananas and apples, right? It's uh, the, mm. the, the vastness of uh, of the universe. It does not translate into going to your Tesco Express. And he said, "Yes, it does. Stick this knowledge or this understanding into your heart and let it bleed out." Right. Mm. So all all this to me, all this what I'm doing now is I'm. I'm sticking all this. Uh, I, I I learn and I, I I see and I read and I you know if I if I choose to have an experience of some kind whether it is uh, ayahuasca or LSD or um, whatever other medicine, it doesn't have to be just for a ceremony. It doesn't just have to be um, for uh, for for healing. It can also be for fun. But whatever message or whatever thing I learn from it, I stick it in my heart and let it bleed out. So this is how I, I, I show up as a slightly better person every day. And this job now is in recruitment. I would have never thought, me, in recruitment, if you look at my, my CV, it doesn't have anything to do with it, but it feels so right. It, the, 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 the both directors of the company, we are, our values are aligned, our morals are aligned. Our understanding of um, working together is aligned. I'm joining a team that is, is is exciting, and they gave me the understanding that I 
the true eye is what's necessary to to bring their company forward, not the version that they want, not the the, the workhorse or the um, the good uh, listener, good talker, the, the joker or, or whatever other avatar, but but the the Roman as a whole. This is who we want, and um, how grateful. I cannot express enough how, how how lucky I am to be experiencing this. So do you feel going into this job, this is going to be the first time in your life that you're going into something as you? Yes, exactly that, Dawn. Thank you. No, that's, that's amazing because yeah. then that's like the first time you can say, what's it like being me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you in two weeks. Yeah, <laughs> I quit. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't like it. Yeah, it was so, too stressful. Somebody, somebody asked me to be the version that they wanted me to be, so I took it. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah. beautiful. Um, yeah. But now every morning I I wake up and I um, gratitude is such a uh, you know uh, it's such a thing uh, swung around in the in the. In, in this community of awakening or spirituality or kind of understanding of who we are. Um, all of the terms kind of describe what I mean, but none of them make sense to me. But, but um, I really understand now what, what um, gratitude, like how powerful gratitude is. Gratitude for, for everything. Like loving awareness, um, being um, or lovingly aware of everything that is, uh, that is happening to you. But also being uh, lovingly aware of all the, uh, the 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 greatness that is happening to you. So being grateful to to those things that happen to you in your life. And again, I'm riding this wave now. I'm shouting from uh, from a, uh, from a mountain that I didn't know I, I was able to climb. In two weeks, we have the conversation. I might say, "Oh fuck, it's uh, it's very depressing. Mm. They don't like me. They bully me. Maybe." Mm. But um, that's again, that's projecting something into the future that doesn't even exist. Yeah. Like, why am I wasting my? Terence McKenna says it's preposterous to to worry about the future. It's preposterous. Yeah. Just, just it, it. The the thing that came to mind then was mental movies, and we spoke mm. enough about mm. that the other weekend. Mm. Uh, and uh, <laughs> we directed a few. <laughs> exactly. I I messed up quite a few. Uh, no, I, I, no, no, I, I just, it's, it's so interesting watching, reflecting on the weekend that we had mm. and I mean, everything, like you said, you went off to, um, uh, you, you went off to Peru and one of the main things was appreciating, experiencing their family environment. Mm. And I know that you said something on the weekend was that the experience of us meeting at the weekend is the whole thing. It's the mm. hanging out together. Mm. And I know that that is something that was maybe that I hadn't quite connected to so much. I know that that mm. sounds, I, I didn't, I don't really mean it like that, but at the same time, but you saying it there really crystallizes mm. that that is the same thing of like, yeah, this is the whole kind of experience. And, you know, the fact that we were all so open about, everything we spoke about mm -hmm. i went i went through so many things and i it was almost like i saw mm. I, I i saw so many situations play out for me and mm. 
but almost seeing them as the situations that were emerging, mm. which was kind of quite spooky. Mm. Um, but also just going, wow, this is like an experience in itself as mm. seeing this experience were, and then kind of play with it. And what we did, mm. how, how we all kind of resolved it together uh, was, and I thank you both, you and Lucas so much for your, um, your support in that. Mm. Um, something I, I didn't say to you in, in, in the podcast, actually, this is quite an important bit, but I had the job that um, 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 a sales job in the other company that I was kind of, I was secured. And out of nowhere, I got a phone call that I couldn't answer at the time. And the, there was a voicemail left. And the voicemail said, hey, I'm, I'm uh, one of the directors of this company. Um, we are currently recruiting for ourselves. And we, we, I found your CV online. And I think you would be a great match. It would be great if you could call me back and we can discuss this further. So I, I heard this and I saw who is this linking humans. I, I, I Googled the or researched the, the, the company. And I immediately I felt kind of uh, um, um, attracted to how they are being presented online. The, the words they say, the values they represented, the, all this. And then I called him back. I couldn't get hold of him. And then um, the, the, the colleague said, oh, please call him back tomorrow. So I did. And then we had, had another conversation. And immediately we clicked. Then they invited me for an interview. I had the best interview of my life. I mean, we were joking and 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 that was on a on a on a Friday. And they said because it's bank holiday Monday on Monday, we call you back on Tuesday. On Tuesday evening, they call me. They offered me the job mm -hmm. with all the great packages. So I didn't even physically look for it. It came into my life. Um, but 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 yeah. So um, going back to. To, to what we are both were kind of trying to 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 say, we are we are trying to be mm. in control of things that we are not in control of, and then if they don't work in the way, basically having expectations, right? So having expectations is trying to maintain a certain level of control. So mm. okay, uh, now we 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 have no more expectations. That also means we are surrendering control to whatever, you know, uh, whatever whatever God you 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 like to have in your life, um, and. Yes, be, be open to anything that is happening. Belief systems are no longer um, helping us. We have believed ourselves into a situation that we're in now. We are now entering a period of, uh, hopefully, of time where we are feeling, where we, where we are connecting back into our emotional body, into our our innate feelings and making decisions from from a place of does this make me feel good or yeah, does, it's interesting does, does this make me feel less aligned with what my, I feel is my, my core values. key mission right now is starting to understand what the body is telling me or reconnecting with the body because I, I had my session with Sean the other week and I say, mm -hmm. oh, okay, I've come here. Mm -hmm. I want to understand this, this, and this. And straight away, I'm just like, right, mm -hmm. we, you're going to impart all your wisdom to me. And then he says, okay, right. So, so what are you feeling? And I said, oh, blah, blah, blah. And then he says, mm -hmm. 
where do you feel it in your body? And I'm like, oh God, here we go. <laughs> it's like, he, he straight away goes to these things where he's like, but it, it's, it's yeah, not so yeah. much this hippie mumbo jumbo, it's that every time he this would hippie do mumbo this jumbo, me, I just <laughs> felt like I can't understand how to connect with it. And I'm like, I'm like, I don't know where it is in my body. Like he would say, okay. is it in your right knee? Is the fear in your left elbow? Mm. And I'm just like, I can't compute that. I can just say, okay, maybe I feel some fear, but it's mm. just an overall sense that it's not a con- mm-hmm. it's not a connection to understanding and tuning mm. in to something that's in my body. Um, and it's like I, I, and I totally, from a logical point of view understand right. that becoming more connected with your body if you can tune in you can you can start like maneuvering your awareness and your consciousness around to different parts of your body and sean kind of said imagine mm-hmm. the intensity of something you're mm. feeling as a beacon for your awareness and focus on that and and I kind of also said, oh. well, actually, does it matter? Like he said, okay, so because he knows me and he knows that I'm terrified about things and I know that fear is a massive thing. And then he just kind of says, where's, mm. what are you afraid of? And he's basically trying to say, you know, mm. there's nothing to be afraid of. I mean, that's not always the same too, but but in in circumstances, I'm afraid of like, you know, just your own psyche or something. And he's like saying, mm. yeah, yeah. focus on your fear. He basically says, look at the fear mm-hmm. until you're done with looking at the fear. Um, but I was, I was, I was going somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Can I, can I say something? Maybe you, you can go back to it. Um, Terence uh, mm. uh, said something like, so every truth will make you smile. So when you when you go deep and you find the truth, the true um, resounding truth mm. of yourself will make you okay. smile. If That's you find something that doesn't make you smile, mm. go a little deeper. Because so, our, right? So our, all this um, um, perceiving of, 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 of input, whether it's fear, I mean, okay, now with fear, we, we, we have the, the umbrella term and however fear shows itself, whether it's anxiety or, uh, or all sorts of things. But, but the, the, the fear is, is not us, mm. right? It's not, this is not Gordon. This is something that you learned over time. It's, there's, you, you, um, um, uh, you, you brought this on board onto the ship and, and attached it to the avatar. But if we really logically talk about any kind of fear, um, especially the fear of the mind, whatever is constructed uh, in our our own making, yeah. um, you know, I'm not talking about the fear of a tiger <laughs> attacking you or a bear um, ripping you apart. Be, be as fearful as you like. You have all right to do so. But when it's um, um, taking a, a big um, psychedelic experience or or going uh, walking up to this beautiful girl in the bar or uh, uh, sitting in an, in an interview for for a new job all this fear is is all played 
it's all played in here and it's played in a way that we believe it we again we're believing it we're not um, if we truly feel ourselves and we we are mm. we are okay with who we are then we're not feeling the fear but we're feeling the potential of of who we are right so um i think what 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 came to mind when you said about um when Sean asked you to where do you feel the fear it's so important to learn the language with our body so we can understand because what it tells me is if i may say so that you know if you don't feel mm. the fear anywhere in your body it's yeah. not even physically manifested it is just in your head <laughs> right yeah. so there's so no I'll say this before i forget you, it you, again then so, so it, no, it tells no, no, you it's absolutely fine because that was really that was really good that you said all that um but what he was Sorry. so he was saying focus on the fear and then and then just sit with it and allow it to do what it's what it what it's going to do and you basically saying by doing that and getting better with it you'll learn about it and what's behind it and i then said okay mm. well does it really matter that you even focus on trying to put a label on something mm. do you just do you just sit with whatever comes up and allow it and he was like oh. yes but he also said but be honest with yourself with what that emotion is and i was like all oh, right that's really interesting because it's like you you can fo you can focus on say okay i'm looking at fear or whatever mm. but then you're like, okay well, you don't need to say okay i'm looking at fear but is that someone else or whatever but you say okay you can just sit with it mm. and maybe you don't need to do anything but just saying be honest with what that is and then you're like okay that's really interesting mm. um and then mm. yeah and not spiritually yeah. bypass anything not to to wipe it away but that's and say, a learning oh, this process is, as well as to this is just because beyond... listen that you know allow it to because what to i exist. feel i'm always doing is oh okay so yeah i'm feeling something and i go okay well mm. i'm tuning into that that feeling or whatever but then you're trying to logically tune into it and then you're interpreting it from a logical point mm. of view whereas it's like okay i get it that you've got Explain to get beyond it. that mm. and you've got to tune into it from the feeling i i mean i have had times i had it on the retreat i think that i yes. i think i yes. see the difference between head thoughts mm. and body thoughts you can there's a certain time when you feel like you're tuned in sometimes i felt like i would do it. if i would wake mm -hmm. up in the night or something like four o'clock and your brain's your mind's kind of maybe kind of mm. semi-asleep and you're kind of feeling something and you but you still feel like you're thinking and in a way i almost felt like is that body thinking whereas that's almost more true mm. because your brain is kind of offline and a bit sleepy mm. and then it's like oh we're talking mm. about we're talking about that brain <laughs> it's like mm. that bloody brain uh that, that bloody bully um <laughs> but yeah yeah that's just um but yeah definitely mm. tuning in to yeah. the body and one thing that actually really ex it's weird it really excites me at the moment the thought that the thought <laughs> 
it really excites me the thought that it's mm. possible to focus on an emotion mm. and some realization or something manifesting out of that. Like it's just like, wow. Um, yeah. It's like learning a, a, a new language. And the weird thing is we've, we, we know how to speak the language, but we have yeah. covered this, this knowledge under uh, immense mountain of shit for lack of a better word. Um, like the, the, the feeling of love is innate to us. We all know somewhere deep in our uh, core what, what unconditional love means. Now, the, 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 the only few people will actually be able to, to give some funky words to it. Um, um, and a few more may be able to say, yes, I've, I think I understand. I can't, I can't say it, but I, I think I understand what it means for me. So, but all of us know it. We, we just, over time, you know, we've been hurt. Our heart has been broken. Um, our partners left us. Um, parents have acted in a way that we didn't like. So, you know, the, the, the armor around the communication model of our heart has been grown. It's been, you know, growing bigger and bigger. But, but in there, in the, in the center of our heart, we all know mm -hmm. the, the, the one language we, we talk to each other. And that's love, loving awareness. Um, and, and, and with this loving awareness or the understanding of loving awareness, we, we are, um, we are connecting back to this, to the body and, and understanding where we feel certain things. Um, sh sh should I go out uh, to this birthday party I'm invited next Saturday? Okay. Yeah, I should go. I, I will make uh, a few contacts. Maybe I can, I can meet someone new and, um, um, I'm expected to, to, to be seen out. This is all in here. But really, I feel like I need to rest and I want to spend time with my family. And I feel I, I owe myself a, a recovery day, right? So the, 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 already the, the understanding of the same situation is very different from depending on the point of where you're coming from. I know you want to stop this now and we need to go no, to no. bed and it's late. <laughs> no, 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 don't, don't, don't jump at that. I mean, I know I've just, I, I, I was looking up at the screen because I've been all, I always get in this kind of panic halfway through the conversation. What if it stops recording? Okay. Yeah. Maybe I can be the third returning guest. The first third returning yes, guest. Yes, definitely. <laughs> I mean, again, my God, Roman, thank you so much for coming here again and and being the first returner. And this was such an amazing conversation. We've just, it was yeah, it's, we've just spoken about so much and had such a great conversation about some of the... It's just, it was a true conversation of some of the things about your journey and also just talking about things that... Talking about our own ideas and it's just been amazing. So I guess to sum up then, for a finishing thought, mm. what... What's next for you from an ayahuasca point of view? Do you think? Mm. Do you? Th how you feel right now? Are you are you still on the path where you just go? Yep, I see myself kind of trying to go every year. Um, mm. Or are you just kind of like I'm just I'm already putting words in your mouth. Uh, how would you? 
where do you think your how do you, from how you feel now what do you think your expectations are for the future but then we know that you're going to get something else <laughs> hmm. i there was a brief moment recently where i questioned my um my returning to ayahuasca but that was during the retreat or, no, no i'm just after coming back realizing that i have to let something die in order for something new to to materialize or to to be born and then i thought with that and maybe i have to let the idea of ayahuasca die as well ayahuasca being um, um one of the medicines I, I choose to to take but that was two weeks ago <laughs> or or like that was more than two weeks ago now um i i can answer this question that ayahuasca has played one of the most important roles in my life without a doubt and therefore it will always be in my life whether i will return to the medicine or not but i know should i return to her majesty then i will i will do so with a completely different approach with a very um yeah with with with, with a different uh with different expectations <laughs> <laughs> um or or maybe i managed to go with no um expectations at all and truly surrender myself to the experience and and just take away what needs to be taken away maybe i will be able to do that um, i'm sure my my mind will will play um uh, uh, many many tricks on me but um um i i know that um, um i will from now on just stick everything into my heart and let it bleed out and and try and be the best version i can be for you know my my loved ones for my friends for my family um and for for just for those who I meet in this world, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's a very brief handshake, whether it's you, you see someone in the road and actually tell them they looked amazing today. You know, you like their skirt or you like the haircut. Do we say that to each other randomly? No. Am I scared to do it? Yeah. Every day I, I see someone, I see a person that I, I like something about them and I, I think I should tell them, you know, it's a nice thing. I like to hear that someone likes my, I don't know, something about me it makes me feel good so why why not return the favor but um, that's version 3.0 yes definitely Amen. anyway thank you uh, thank you so mm. much what an amazing yeah thank you for, thank you for coming to this and it's been so great to to catch up and yeah i look forward to catching up again soon mm. and uh hearing about the next phase uh thank you gordon thank you for allowing to to let me ramble on no that's been brilliant <laughs> i will uh i'll let you know uh once it's once it's available and uh fantastic cool I, i'll catch you later nice have no, a good no. night see you well gordon cheers bye 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 thanks for making it through to the end i really hope you enjoyed the content and managed to get something out of it remember if you liked it i'd love it if you clicked follow to be notified of future episodes And also, it would be gratefully appreciated if you would share it with anyone you think might be interested. Hope to see you again.